Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another year of The Haunting of KGGO. It's sponsored by the Phantom Fall Fest happening at Adventureland. All this month, more details at AdventurelandResort.com. My name is B-Sox, and I'll be your host as we dive into the world of the paranormal for yet another year. And friends, joining me this uh, for this first episode of The Haunting, Josh and Katie Hopkins are on the line. Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing good. Thank you. Hey, Josh. Hey, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> now, now, Josh and Katie are part of, uh, you're part of the board of directors or the board or something. like. I, I didn't write that part down. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got it right. Okay. Uh, which one, the board or the board of directors? Uh, the board of directors. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Uh, the board of directors <laughs> from the Benton County Historical Society uh, Paranormal Tour. Tours, and you guys have a lot to do with the Horridge House and the Vinton Train Depot in Vinton, Iowa, correct? Yep, yep. that's right. That's awesome. Uh, now, we're going to get to uh, that part of this uh, conversation here in a few minutes, because uh, if you're willing to run paranormal tours, I'm willing to guess there's some stuff going on there. But uh, as we always start out with uh, on The Haunting, uh, I, I always like to kind of uh, find out uh, about the the investigators and you guys were and do still have a group called unknown darkness and we're going to have all these links on uh, at the bottom of the page for everybody playing along at home but uh let's start with you katie uh how did you kind of get into the world of the paranormal because it's a weird wacky world and here we are <laughs> talking about it yeah um so my i guess journey into the paranormal um if we really go back it's started when I was 10 years old and that's when I saw my first full-bodied apparition and uh, kind of intrigued me into the world but then I grew up had sports all that wonderful stuff that I did throughout my childhood and really didn't get involved in it until um, 2012 when I worked for the Grout Museum in Waterloo Iowa um, the I Grout Museum the Grout Museum yes. like tile grout <laughs> Or... Kind of. Henry Grout was his name, but yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> yep. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, I worked for them, and I, I actually managed the old Victorian home, the Rensselaer Russell House Museum. There's another tongue twister for you there. And I managed the house, and I was there, uh, I mean, eight hours a day, all by myself. Um, I also have a bachelor's degree in history uh, from the University of Northern Iowa, and I um, so love history. Love to research it. And then I, of course, watched the paranormal shows back then. Um, really just got intrigued by working in this house by myself eight hours a day. Okay. Hearing voice. Yeah, hearing voices, hearing footsteps, things that I knew weren't me and things that I knew weren't guests in the house because I was the only one in there. So um, that's what really intrigued me about it first and got me involved. And then I knew some people who had a local team, called them up and said, hey, would you guys want to investigate? They said, yes, of course. And uh, February of 2012 is my first investigation that I ever had and been doing it ever since. Uh, let's go back to when you were 10 years old. You kind of just glaze over what most people never see, a full-body apparition. <laughs> yeah. Where did you see a full-body apparition at? Uh, in the basement of my neighbor's house. It, it, tell us about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so, was it uh, like an old timey person? Was it, you know, just yep. random person in the random dude in the basement? Well, well, tell me about this. <laughs> When I first ever brought it up as an adult, um, because I wrote some books about it, and um, when I first ever talked about it, I always thought it was my neighbor that had passed away a few weeks prior to me seeing it. And then I described the person to my mom, uh, and I had one of my really good friends who's a wonderful artist, uh, his name's Adam Tillery. 
I had him draw it uh, based on my description. And I showed my mom that that picture and I described it to her and she said, Katie, that looks nothing like what your neighbor looked like. And I said, Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, so I've been thinking the whole time of my entire life that this was my neighbor who had just passed away. And lo and behold, it doesn't really seem to be that way. So it was a random person. Um, could have been somebody that, you know, was lived on that land way back when, but they, they were wearing loafer type slippers a plaid shirt, like a flannel shirt, and then just some sleeper type pants. So um was very, I mean, seemed to be modern, but I mean, who knows okay. when it comes to spirits, they can really form themselves in any way they want. But uh, yeah, it was an elderly man sitting in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth. Now, was this, uh, what what town was this in? Walford, Iowa. Okay. What, any history to the house or anything like that that you know of? No, um, my parents' house was one of the first houses on that block. Um, it's just a small cul-de-sac. And um, my parents' house, I believe, was the first house there in the 1970s. And then this might have been the second or third house. Um, so if it ties back to anything that w- would be there, I would assume it was the land and not okay. um, with the house. Okay. Uh, I want to come back to the uh, first ghost hunt here in a few seconds. Uh, Josh, uh, how did you get into this weird world? Uh, well, the TV shows really is what got me into it. Uh, my It'll get the chicks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so my first investigation was Villisca. It was just a group of friends from high oh, wow. school. We just drove. Yeah, right. It's quite the place to start off. Um, and then I found out that my uncle had purchased an old poor farm building. And he let us investigate one night. And I went back to him and said, you got to open this place up because it's ridiculously active. And that's kind of how, how it all started for me. And then met, met Katie. And here we are. Okay, let's get to how you guys met because it is, it's one of those <laughs> weird ways that uh, love kind of works out sometimes. Uh, please, enamor us with the story that you told me off the air. <laughs> sure. Go for it. And actually, it's funny because yesterday was exactly 10 years since we've met. Oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So uh, one uh, one night, um, I was invited to go out to the uh, Edinburgh Manor with a different paranormal group. And I, of course, said yes, because I had heard about this place and I really wanted to investigate it. And uh, I walked in and walked up and I was really nervous because I forgot my waiver. And I was like, oh, crap. What if they don't have any extra waivers? <laughs> and I should have turned her away right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was Josh. Josh was the tour guide. Um, and so that was the first night we ever met. He was like, uh, it paid off. <laughs> yeah, right? It sure did. It sure did. And so um, Josh and I, we talked a lot that night. We investigated a lot together. He found out that I had my degree in history, loved to research, do all that. So I think it was a few months later, he had reached out to me. We had friended each other on Facebook. He reached out to me and asked um, if I was willing to help him research another building that his uncle owned or had purchased. And I was like, of That's course. the line he used on you? <laughs> yeah. That was my pickup line. Yeah. Right? Hey, would you yeah, mind? Uh, I, I know you're really smart at this history stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Josh, you and me are oh, A-OK, man. That's the same kind of thing yeah. I'd do. <laughs> 
Hey, it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years and two kids later. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Uh, So I, of course, said yes. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, oh, another another location to go to. And You fell for it. Not for it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we... uh, ended up becoming friends first uh we we were friends for about a year and a half and then um decided to to take it another step to being a couple <laughs> and uh we've been married for five years with two kids and here we are that's awesome that's doing, awesome doing fun uh josh and katie hopkins from the benton county historical society paranormal tours also a part of their group that's kind of around still but uh unknown darkness was a part of that um so you you're uh uh the the the, the place you were working at that you started doing research on it which one was that yeah, uh, the Rensselaer Russell House Museum. And where's that at? In Waterloo. Okay, so and that's a place that uh, that that has activity. I've I've never heard of it. So yeah, um, I don't think they really do paranormal investigations anymore. They kind of um, ended that when I left the museum. But um, yeah, it definitely had activity. I mean, lots of lots of different activity. Um, you know, you'd see shadow figures a lot in there. Uh, hear footsteps, voices. I mean, I would sit in my office and. I would hear I would hear footsteps upstairs thinking that, oh, somebody came in and is now roaming around upstairs and nobody was there. Or I'd hear the doorbell because uh, when you would open it, it'd have a little ding. And I would hear that and think, oh, I need to go greet guests. And nope, nobody was there. Um, the piano. And it was an original piano of Lil- Lillian Russell, who was the daughter of Rensselaer and Caroline Russell. There was one of her original baby grand pianos in there and it played on its own. So, Weird. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a really active house. It was really, um, it's a beautiful house, too. And it's just, uh, it's really cool. Now, was this a place that you felt uncomfortable in or anything like that? Or was it just um, more curiosity driven? Yeah, it, it varied, really. Um, I mean, yeah, there were times where you didn't feel welcome in the house. The One of the big tragedies that happened with the Rensselaer, uh, or Rensselaer and Caroline is their daughter, uh, Genevieve, she died when she was five years old. She had fell down a cistern and drowned in it. So oh, wow. there's a lot of tragedy in that house. And you, you do feel it, especially they do have a um, postmortem photograph of Genevieve. And looking at the picture, you just kind of get those eerie, creepy vibes. The heebie-jeebies. Um, and being a mother now, it's just even more sad than anything, yeah. you know, looking at it. But it really varied from, from day to day. If it was more of just that, like, are they just curious what's going on? Or if it was more of, eh, I don't really want to be in here today. I got you. I got you. Josh, how did you get on at uh, Edinburgh? Or Edinburgh? How, uh, everybody says it one way or the other. You worked we've there. Always what, called it what's that? Edinburgh. Okay. Yeah, we always called it Edinburgh, but I know people would correct us and be like, it's Edinburgh. So, Either way. the, the Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> How how did you get hooked up there? My uncle purchased the building. Really? He let us investigate. Yeah, yeah. And then he let us come out one night with some friends and investigate. And then you, we had our night and we went back through our evidence and we're catching voices and all different kinds of stuff. So I got back to him and said, you got to open it up and start letting some teams in here. And ever since then, it's just been booked nonstop. I wait. Okay, so uh, when did when did Edinburgh um, kind of when when was the purchase? Um, 2011. I think yeah, I believe it was 2011. Okay, so that so he's the so you guys are the ones who kind of got all this rolling. Yep. 
yep. And then I ran tours there for about five years. Wow. Five years. I don't know. So, so is yeah. is Edinburgh still in your guys' family or? Yep. My uncle still owns it. Um, we don't do anything out there anymore. We've kind of moved on to some other places. Okay. So he still owns it. Uh, did he? Does he just let other people run it essentially or? Yep. Yep. He has a couple other people that are running it for him right now. Okay. All right. I It's one of the spots in Iowa that I've never been to. As weirdly into the paranormal as I am, I've never been to Villisca and I've never been to Edinburgh. Oh, wow. I, I know. It's crazy. So anyway, okay. So boy, because I always thought it was interesting that all of a sudden you started hearing about this place called Edinburgh and you know that it's it's absolutely frightening people you know run out mm-hmm. of the place it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's just a mass of 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 scary and it kind of came out of nowhere that okay that kind of mm-hmm. uh that's interesting i didn't know you guys were the the folks that did that yeah josh started it all and then i just came in you, to play yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i think about 2013 is when I really started getting active there with him. There you go. Uh, well, I, I want to get to, you know, what you guys are doing now, but uh, boy, going to Edinburgh, what's the, what's the most frightening thing you ever saw there? Oh God. Oh man. There's so many to probably the door. Slamming. Yeah. Yeah. There was one night. So Josh and I would go to Edinburgh quite a bit, just us two and would investigate and we, gosh, there's so much activity. And one night though, we went in and went upstairs and um, went down to a room that had, it was opened and propped open by a, a large board, um, like a wooden board. Okay. And this, there's never been issues with this door. Um, it always remained open. And we walked down, I don't even know what we were talking about. Gosh, this was probably nine years ago or so, but all of a sudden this door, uh, the, the board that was holding it open flew across the floor, the door slammed. And we ran, <laughs> we ran to the back of the building to get away from this door and thinking we were going to go out the fire escape door in the back. But if we did that, um, we weren't going to be able to get back in the building because we didn't have the keys. The keys are okay. down in the main area. And the minute that we were starting to walk down the stairs, we heard large banging from the upstairs. And the upstairs is the attic. And the attic is all insulated. And there's only a little wooden beam that you can walk on. And so... It, I mean, I always tell people it sounded like a herd of elephants walking really? above us. It was the craziest thing ever and probably one of the scariest yeah. things we've ever encountered um, visually, I guess, for activity like that. Well, and it was like it was happening like all around you. So you had nowhere to go. I felt like mm-hmm. I don't know. It was. Yeah. OK. Yeah. All right. So when was the last time you guys were there? Oh, gosh. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's okay. been a few years. Uh, yeah. You you said that uh, you'd kind of moved on to other places. Is is the uh, the Horridge House what you're talking about, or did he mm-hmm. buy something else haunted? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, going on to like the Horridge House, uh, there is another building that they own. Um, we did a lot out there. They don't open that one up to the uh, paranormal okay. really too much. Um, but we just and we started our family, you know, did all that. So it just wasn't really in the cards for us to be able to to okay. actively be there anymore um okay. and then yeah and then we came across the the horridge house and um actually sharon who is the president of the historical society had reached out to us to uh do a presentation out there for a fundraiser and that's kind of how we came hooked up with them and and helped them move things forward in the paranormal 
Uh, this is The Haunting of KGGO, sponsored by Phantom Fall Fest, happening at Adventureland all this month. More details, adventurelandresort.com. Josh and Katie Hopkins from the Benton County Historical Society. Paranormal Tours, also Unknown Darkness, on the line with me right now. Let's uh, let's talk about the Horridge House. Uh, this is kind of your guys' main focus, it seems like now. You've got uh, Paranormal Tours that you do there and at the Vinton Train Depot. Tell me about the Horridge House and what makes it uh, what makes it paranormal? Yeah, so the Horridge House is really deep with history. Um, not only the house itself, but the land around it. Um, I mean, Vinton, is, the town of Vinton is very historical, dates back to the early 1840s, if not a little before that. But the Horridge House was built in 1859 by a man named Dr. Klingen. And he built the house really just to build it, it kind of seems like, because he built it and then sold it. Uh, to a guy named Willis Franklin Williams. And uh, Willis Franklin Williams lived there while his other home was being built. Uh, and it took about 10 years for his other house to be built, which is literally just diagonal from the Horridge House. Um, okay. Huge Victorian home, now a funeral home. Um, and of then course. Sold it to the Horridges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sold it to the Horridges, George and Elizabeth, in 1869. So um, it what makes it haunted or, I guess, paranormal, I mean, there have been deaths in the home. George himself died in the home. Um Elizabeth's funeral, his first wife, her funeral was held in the home. And then another death in there was George's second wife, his, uh, her mother actually passed away in the home. So there have been deaths. Um, there has been, uh, or I guess, and also it houses all of the collections for the Benton County Historical Society. So if you want to talk attachments to uh, artifacts, that would definitely be, I think, a cause of, of a lot of the haunting in there. Um, okay. But again, just the land itself is so historical and deep with history and not all of it is great history. A lot of it is outlaws that were there in the 1840s and basically just running crazy and <laughs> doing really bad things, murder, theft. I mean, all of that, that you can think of. And oh. there's just that, that town has a cloud of death around it. I really will say. <laughs> Vinton, uh, Iowa, come and experience yeah, the death. Exactly. Um, it's a wonderful, town it is it, i mean a cloud of death from back then i i guess i should say i don't want to anger anybody from yeah. Vinton because it's not like that now but um yeah I mean, yeah everybody yeah there, everybody there is very open to what we do with it um it brings a lot of great um people to the community and really has up to the numbers i think for even some of the local places there so it's just it, there's a lot, I think, that goes into the the haunting of that place. I'll tell you a couple things I noticed first off. One, it, it, it didn't surprise me at all that, that there's a river right there. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So that was one thing. But the the other thing that kind of surprised me, and, is, and even surprised me more in talking to you guys just now, it, it's not often that the uh, a county historical society would be okay with the paranormal stuff. And want to do tours yeah. with usually it's like oh no there's no you know there there was one story but we don't allow you know people to do paranormal investigations here uh that mm-hmm. that's that's interesting to me yeah i think a big part of it was covid was just taking museums out left and right and they were looking for a way to make some money okay bring some bring some money in to the museum yeah. and stuff that they were open to it and yeah, and a lot of the board members are very open to the paranormal. The whole town is really, I mean, I'm sure there are some people there who don't believe it, but the town of Benton is, I mean, it's it's small. It's the county seat of Benton County, um, and tourism to there, I think, is, is necessary. And, okay. uh, and they have, you know, things to, to bring that, but um, 
this has really, like I said, opened up a lot of people coming there, but also they were open to the fact that this is a field that a lot of people are interested in and this can really help the museum. And yeah. it has, I mean, we have done very well. Uh, the tours have been open for a little over a year now. And um, we've been booked like last summer, we were booked almost all summer and then winter came and we had some, um, you know, bookings, but a lot of people don't do this stuff in the winter time. Um, and then this summer we've been, I mean, quite booked up again. And so, um, it's really just helped out with a lot of exposure for the historical society and its locations, but also places in Vinton, the town of Vinton. Yeah. Um, but it's also helped bring in some funds to keep the lights on, which has yeah. been really nice. Uh, okay, so let's say I go investigate the Horridge House. Uh, what am I getting myself into? Like, what's the best <laughs> piece of evidence you've ever see, uh, seen, heard, or experienced at the place? Or the for moment that, or the moment that made you want to run out of the building. <laughs> honestly, That's just yeah. Honestly, just the energy that you can feel in that house can do that. Um, we've had multiple teams come in tell us that this is the most intelligent haunting they've ever come across or ever really? have encountered. Like how? Yeah. So, um, a lot of activity with electromagnetic field detectors, so K twos, cat balls. REM pods, um, all being very interactive. And um, Estes method is used a lot in there. And um, a lot of people get a really good responses through that and, and direct and make sense to the questions they're asking. I would say some of the things personally for Josh and I, um, the energy is a big one for us. There's been a time where we, and we live 35 minutes from the house because we live in Cedar Rapids. And we drove up one night and we got a babysitter for the kids. We were going to investigate. It was our, I think we had a, we're having a date night to be quite honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we walked in and we got to, we went through the dining room, got to the door that would have led up to the stairs to go up to the, the upstairs. And we couldn't move any further. It was like the energy was so thick. It was almost like we would have had to walk through like a screen of just crazy energy. And it just didn't feel right. And so we went into the collections room and the archives room and looked through documents all night. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing date night. <laughs> right? I know. I know. Um, and you guys really know how to have fun. Hey, what do you do, right? Oh, man. Let's not only no go to the haunted house, but let's go look at documents. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's our nerd side, you know. There you go. So, nerds, so, so uh, going back to the, the the house itself, you know, beyond that, I mean, what have some people said about the Horridge House? What uh, when they come out yeah. of it are is you know is it? I guess uh, you know when you think of uh, Edinburgh, you think evil and scary, right? Yeah. You think uh, Velisca, evil, scary. You think of some of these other places. It's like it's almost a fun haunting. Where does mm-hmm. Horridge House kind of fit into that? I would say we've had some of those Edinburgh, Edinburgh feels yeah. in the basement okay. and the upstairs. I would say you do sometimes just get your light haunting of, you know, residual activity, but also could be some intelligent, but they're not there to, like, give you the jump scares. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Joker somebody would have from the manor, which he follows us sometimes, so that can be quite interesting. Um, the Joker, we'll have to circle back to that. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I would say that it, you get a mix. I mean, we've had times, like I said, where we don't even want to be in the house. And then we've had times where I could go upstairs by myself and be just fine. But okay. um, so I'd say we probably fall in the middle. 
Okay. It just depends on who you I get. don't think we know exactly what haunts it yet. Either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I think every time we go in, there's something new that happens. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, we're it, pretty sure there's something creepy though in the basement. Yeah. Okay. Kind of determine that. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a limestone foundation, so that definitely uh, provides some mm-hmm. energy. Local. Yeah, local. Limestone. So it's local limestone. Yeah. Well, you you throw in that, you throw in you know the the river there, you throw in like you said the history. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed there are railroad tracks right beside it. Yeah. yeah. So there's yep. probably, it's it's not like the area is not disturbed, I guess. Right. right. So right. Josh and Katie Hopkins from the Benton County Historical Society for Paranormal, or for Paranormal Tours. We'll have uh, all the information about how people might be able to look this up and go experience the Horridge House, which I may have to make a trip out. So we may have to talk about <laughs> that after. Um, tell me a, a little bit about the Venton Train Depot, because that's a part of the tours as well, correct? Yep, it is. Yeah, it is part of the, the tours during the regular season. And then wintertime, we do shut it off because of being able to actually get to it and snow removal, all that wonderful stuff. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fairly active as well. Um, I mean, we've seen shadow figures in there. Some people have claimed to see shadow figures walking the platforms. I would say that's probably more residual energy of people who were catching the train for over 67 years okay. uh, walking back and forth. But um, we've seen a seven foot tall shadow figure in Ooh. there um, that we've actually caught both with just shadow figure, but we have seen it on the SLS camera before too. And on the SLS, it was holding a smaller figure's hand. So it was a little eerie uh, to see something like that. I you had a had my ghost and its pet dog with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, remind, uh, for the people at home, and frankly, because uh, I'm, it, I'm blanking on it, uh, an SLS camera is a... It's like the Kinect. Device. Okay. So okay. Like that's what. Tab that has that. Yep. That has that connect um, feature, and you can see like the stick figures. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. I I thought it was that, but it's been a while since I've talked about this stuff, so it was like, ah, oh, I better <laughs> ask. Plus, yeah. I can you know spend it that way. So where is the uh, the train station at then, or Literally train depot? Across, excuse me. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's on Second Avenue in Vinton, and the horse house is on First Avenue. They have the same house number or like the same. Oh, I see it. Uh, so it's 612 First Avenue for Horridge, 612 Second Avenue for the depot. They're just right across the street. So from the back of the Horridge house, okay. you walk across the street, and, and the depot's right there. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, of the two, which do you think is uh, – one, which do you think people – like if an investigator went in there, what do you think – which one do you think is going to get the better evidence? And two, which one do you think is scarier? Horridge house. Horridge house. Really? Yeah. On both accounts? Yeah. 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 So what yep. is it about there's the train some, depot then? I mean, there's things at the train depot I think that could scare people out of there. I really do. I think that the Horridge House just gets more of the attention because okay. of the structure of it. And so that's why people have caught more there. Okay. Um, the depot still, I, I mean, 100% is haunted. And there's been really creepy things that we've caught in there. Um, it just, I think people overlook it sometimes too gotcha. because they get so caught up in the Horridge House. But yeah, I mean, they both have their their features they're just very different what were you gonna say josh i was well, katie said it already uh <laughs> oh, i'm sorry man just about people get caught up in the horridge house activity i think and they just kind of forget about the depot i know there's some teams that don't even make it to the depot because the activity yeah. that they're getting at the horse house keeps them there mm-hmm. um boy i've got about 50 different questions i want to ask you about these places <laughs> um well i think that the train depot is interesting to me because you know sometimes like this stuff is 
when you get into the really kind of far-reaching side of it, it, you know, what that place may represent on the other side and whether or not that's a traveling thing. So the things that at the train depot are a little bit different than, you know, what's at the Horridge house. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good observation actually um and but on the other side of it with the horridge house and i in doing these interviews a few times you know for last few years you know when you start talking about some of these places that have a lot of investigators coming through like you said Mm -hmm. you you feel like there's something scary in the basement do you think it's something that's always been there or do you think it's something that maybe somebody dragged in or attracted to the place um or is it just something that's always been there and here we are i think it's been there but I think with people coming in to investigate is making it worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. So giving it attention is kind of just, they're feeding it. We're yeah. pretty sure somebody did a seance in there too recently, um, which is on our rules not to do. <laughs> but um, we came in and found some burnt candles. And uh, I, and ever since then, the it's been, worse. yeah, the activity has been worse. Uh, okay, so you do. So you have rules of what what to do and what not to do in the place. What, yeah, don't, we do. Don't burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So don't burn it yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. No, we do just because we are. I mean, we are a nonprofit five hundred one c three, so we do have to abide by certain rules, and um, we have to. Uh, you know, we we are a museum, and so you know, we we do ask that no seances be conducted. And the other thing too is they burnt our candles, so that was a little bit of a um, of a hurt. But um, I mean, we ask no Ouija boards. That and a lot of these are per the board. Uh, it's not just Josh and I, you know, making these rules up. Really, um, the board? They, yeah, mm. the board is asked that some of these things, you know, not happen. Um, uh, you know, leave it the way you you found it. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, things like that. Pretty easy going, but there are a few things well, that that we ask, and I'm sure Ouija boards have been used. But well, the um, the candles make sense because, like you said, you don't want to burn down the place. Right. Yeah. the The fact that uh, the board would you know go through and you know like the seance or the the Ouija board or some of this stuff that, and not to say that your board isn't educated on it, but you know, right. knowing that something like that, uh, the like those things are out there. That that your board is really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, we probably help educate them. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, okay. We have prior history running locations, so we yeah. kind of know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Know, yeah. Yeah, we know the ins and outs of it, and the Ouija board thing. I mean, you mention all the time, Josh, that you know, a Ouija board is just basically a ghost box on a board, yeah. <laughs> or a ghost box is an Ouija board in a box form. That's what I tell everybody. You're us- you're using it like you would use a yeah. a, a ghost box. Yeah. It's a different and form. That could be something that, you know, we ease up on in the future. Uh, we haven't had really many problems with investigators. No. We've had one person, I think, reach out to us before and give us a little bit of grief for the Ouija boards. But, um, and, and Josh and I aren't going to sit here and say we've never used it. We haven't used it in the Horridge House or the Depot, but yeah. we've used the Ouija boards before. I mean, we're not going to deny that. Um, it's knowing how to use them. It's knowing how, yeah, how to use them. And, 
we used one in Malvern Manor one time, and I don't think I want to use one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, yeah. you just keep adding to the questions I want to ask you guys. Uh, Josh <laughs> and Katie Hopkins, part of the Benton County Historical Society Paranormal Tours. Uh, we'll have all those details at the bottom of the page. With it uh, right now, I mean, like you said, and, and when I say this, I don't want it to, to be taken in a way that your board's going to go you know come back at you but when you say it you know you do you think it is getting you know a little bit uh more act okay we'll use that word i was going to say scarier or worse but uh more active is probably the more the better term for this uh because people are coming in because because this is another one that i don't know if i've ever heard of this before yeah and they won't have any worries about you know that um the stuff we talk about at board meetings is that you know there could be activity that increases because people are coming in um they they're aware of all of that and again our, our president of the board is very open to all of this and uh has been very receptive to our advice and whatnot um, but will they go the invest- what's that has the board gone <laughs> no they have not been on an investigation before um they've sharon our board president has opened up the location for teams okay. so she's aware of the teams coming in like she helps us with opening it because she understands you know we've got a family and stuff but i don't think anybody has from i know they're interested they're interested Some of them are. yeah yeah we have definitely have interest it's just getting people it, there to, to do it and they're in there a lot too if they so. if they ever go i let me know i would be interested in that <laughs> i i really would i don't know why but uh okay so uh going back um uh, Couple questions, just to ask real quick. Uh, you brought up the Joker at uh, was that yeah. Edinburgh? Yep. Tell me about the Joker real quick. Josh, I'm gonna let you do that. <laughs> um, he's somebody we discovered probably a few investigations into opening it up. Um, we had a team in there, and one of their investigators was an empath and was picking up on this figure that reminded her of the Joker because of his smile. And that's how he got his nickname, but she had seen him in a straight jacket, which I know they had a padded room in the basement there. Okay. So then after that, he kind of just became well-known yeah, the well-known figure. Yeah. So it almost like sounds like it, it almost sounds like one of those things where you named it. So you gave it more power. A yeah. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Like a Tulsa. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's eerie. Like I said, there's so many yeah, questions. He, I think he is attached to us because yeah. we kind of discovered him, and we know his energy. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, so let's say you go to Edinburgh. How do you know he's around? I would say he just has a feeling. He gives you anxiety for okay. one, so you kind of get that pit in your stomach kind of feel. Just it's kind of hard to explain. It is. It's just like you just know. Like you okay. just know the his, energy's off. Yeah, the energy's like, off. You kind of can sense that menacing smile a okay. little bit too okay. I think I mean we've gone to an old theater and we felt his energy there really before. and yeah and it's it's really odd and I would say that anxiety type feeling though is where we really pick up on is that and just he almost kind of puts in your mind too like hey I'm here okay I got gotcha. you um with uh with uh I and this is just a curiosity question because I 
I don't know why this stuff interests me, but uh, I'm, I think on your guys' website you had said you've been a, a part of a fair amount of uh, ghost shows and YouTube mm-hmm. series and all this kind of stuff. How has Edinburgh been portrayed in these? Are, are they pretty spot on? Or Because I've seen enough of these shows that they go in and they change the story or they make it scarier than it is and uh. so far, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, how has Edinburgh been represented in this stuff? I would say the Ghost Adventure show. They, yeah, it was pretty accurate. Yeah. Really? Those up. guys? Yeah. 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 I would say the biggest thing is, it, I don't know. I couldn't speak for it anymore. But when Josh and I were there, we never caught on to like any demonic okay. type activity. We had the Joker. We had menacing spirits in there. And ones that you really don't want to even come across. Um even elemental type, but okay. I don't know. I mean, there, there are stories from people who actually lived there prior to it closing down um, saying they saw demonic faces in the walls, which is really creepy, but um, yeah, totally. I think they did end up saying there was something demonic there. I don't remember, okay. um, but I know they really focused on the Joker and I don't know if they tried to make him turn out to be yeah. kind of like a demonic type presence. But. I always, I always like the meme about ghost hunters where it's, it's a show. Of, it's an hour long show <laughs> about guys uh, yelling at ghosts to step up and when they do, they run away. <laughs> yeah. But um, all right. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, go back to Malvern for a second. You said you guys took a Ouija board there and don't know if you want to use one again. What happened? Well, actually, it was Josh Hurd's Ouija board. Oh, it was Hurd? Yeah. yeah we're actually going to see him tomorrow. He's coming to our event. That, uh, he's one of our special guests at our event that we're hosting tomorrow. Um, yeah, it was Hurd's. Um, he had one in his office, and we're like, hey, can you leave that out? You know, is it oh, okay? No. <laughs> and, uh, oh, of course, you know, he's not going to say no. So, um it was Josh, one of our friends, Vanessa. They, you guys were the ones mm-hmm. touching it. Was Corey touching it? No. No, Corey and, and our, we had two friends with us, Tia and Corey Lulman, Um, and they were with us. And I was standing, Corey was standing, and I think Tia was standing, and Vanessa and Josh were actually moving the planchette. or well, not moving it, we but touching moving. it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, oh God, that was weird. Like, Corey got angry. Well, the K2 was even just going nuts. Yeah. I don't know. I think you ended up getting tears in your eyes. I think I did too. It was like all of a sudden it felt like we were just circled by spirits that we didn't want to be circled by. Interesting. So, wow, huh? Josh yeah. and Katie Hopkins from the Benton County Historical Society and Paranormal Tours on the line with me. Also, uh, their group Unknown Darkness is out there. In kind of the broad uh, spectrum of all this stuff, what's been your favorite place to investigate? Uh, we'll start with uh, Josh on this one. What, what's the mm. place that if 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 you and I were going to hop in the car right now and go wherever, where would we go? Oh, God, that's a tough one. Um, well, fine. Let's go to Katie. Katie, me and you yeah, are jumping in. <laughs> My favorites to go to is Missouri State Penitentiary. Okay. Um, I, I love the tour guides there, one, but it's just massive. And there's so yeah. much to like, get to. And probably one of the best pieces that we've ever caught was from there as well. Um, it was a full shadow figure uh, in, I think it was A-Hall. It was in a building where nobody else was. Yeah, we weren't even in the building, I don't yeah. think, when we caught it. And, I, I mean, it, it, it's on our Unknown Darkness Facebook page. And you can see this full-on shadow figure shape um, walking on the catwalk. Uh, Missouri State Penitentiary and God, Malvern's up there, too. I like Malvern a lot. Aww. It's a cool place. 
See, I've never been to Malvern either, and we talked to uh, – Josh was on this uh, a couple years ago, and I, I had a lot of interest in Malvern, man. That place sounds weird. It's awesome. It's a great place, and Josh is a good guy too. He's just a he, – He's okay at best. Let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh is – Josh was a lot of fun when he was on. I just I, uh, I I don't get to talk to Josh as much as I'd like to, but uh, he he's a very cool guy. Uh, you guys are both very cool as well. Josh, Katie Hopkins on the line with me right now. Josh, uh, where are we going? Go something. I'm gonna say Old South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Old South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee. It has nothing to do with Iowa, but that's okay. No. Tell us about this place. <laughs> oh my God, it's just. A big, massive hospital on the side of a mountain. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Limestone involved? I don't think so. The hospital's sure. like mid, I think it's 50. It's not super old, but it's... Oh, it's got it, a lot. The land, yeah. It's the land that's super historical. Yeah. Okay. The guy that owns it's really nice, too. Yeah. Um, And actually, people that are volunteers are going to be part of our special... Well, our volunteers tomorrow for yep. our event. Oh, and they're the ones that... The Horridge House. Yeah. was one of the most intelligent they've ever seen, yeah, and they've, active. they're in this hospital all the time. Okay, yeah. I got you. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, you guys went uh, uh, brought up something about an empath a couple minutes ago. What do you guys think about that side of it? Are, believe it, not believe it, um, think technology's better, think that's better. Where do you guys kind of stand? Like when you go investigating, what's it like to investigate with you guys? It's hard for me to believe it. I'm going to go with real quick, technology. Real, real, real quick, <laughs> I want to put preface this out there by saying it, this is this is simply an opinion. It's not saying it's right or wrong yeah. or anything. They're, cause they're, oh, right. Because you know how uh, folks in the paranormal world are. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about and all this. Um, okay, so you are you like the technology side more then? I like the technology because I can see it with my own eyes. Okay. I'm not saying I don't believe empaths, but I like to see it. I got gotcha, you. I got History or technology can back it up. I'm for it. I actually have an entire book on being an empath. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and, and thing is, is there's been certain things where I've told Josh things and then he has come back to me and like, how did you know that? And that's kind of where I, if I say things and I'm like, oh, there's nothing to back it up. And I'm like, eh, it could just be in my mind, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But case in point, Mineral Springs, mm-hmm. um, we were there for a convention, Mineral Springs, uh, hotel down in Alton, Illinois. I kept, it was a few days before the event. And I just kept saying, gosh, there's something about a a woman in a blue dress. And that's all I could get was it was a woman in a blue dress. It was just popping in my head. And it would just randomly pop in there. I would just start thinking these things. It's not like I can see it, hear it like that. It just pops in my mind. And then uh, we get to the event, we set up our booth. I'm sitting in a booth and I get a message from Josh of a picture of a um of a little note card and it says woman in a blue dress or known as woman in a blue dress hmm. and i was like that's interesting we, could it be coincidence sure we've never been here before either and yeah oh. it was the first time we had ever been there Weird. Um, i'd never been to springs at that point and then the woman in the blue dress i think turned out to be pearl who, who took her own life in that okay. hotel All right. so um if there are things to back up what and it's not just me it you know my friends who are mediums and empaths if they just start spewing out all this stuff and there's absolutely nothing to back it up then i'm just kind of like okay i don't know where that came from if there's something to back it up technology history history is a big one for me i like to back up things with history and documentation yeah. but in Josh is the same way if there's stuff to back it up like that then i'm a little more open to it 
I get you. It, it's to me, it's one of those, and this is just the way I think. Like I've seen enough of it to think, okay, there's probably something to it. I just mm-hmm. don't know if everybody that says they can do it can do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing. yeah. We've had a lot of bad experiences oh, yeah. with medium, medium, psychic yeah. people. So. Um, I I will say one of the worst ones I had. Somebody, what uh, are the and I forget who who it was, but they they're kind of well known in the state, but. Uh, they had said, "Oh yeah, you're going to move to Colorado for some stuff," and here I am, 20 years later, still in Iowa. So, um, yeah, we've had a few mediums tell our friend like they were going to have a baby, and this person can't even have a baby. Yeah, so it's been interesting. Yeah, it it, it so. really is kind of interesting on that front. Um, I I will say the one I will put stock in is the uh, kind of uh, that feeling of a place where you go in and. And it's it's kind of that feeling when you're in somebody else's house and there's nobody there. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, um, kind of that feeling where where I've experienced that enough to think there might where it's like the house is empty. You know that nobody's mm-hmm. home right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird world out there. Uh, Josh and Katie Hopkins on the line with me right now. We're talking uh, the paranormal for the haunting of KGGO, sponsored by Phantom Fall Fest, happening at Adventureland all this month. More details, adventurelandresort.com. So kind of as we get towards the end of this, um, I got I got to ask, you know, since you guys have been a part of the, you know, either doing tours or investigations and so on and so forth, if you were going to convince me that the paranormal is real, what's the one piece of evidence that you guys have collected that you would show me or make me listen to or, or what have you? Probably audio from Edinburgh. Yeah. 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 I would say I, audio is always, I, I think, great evidence also i would say mid 10s um as this method that they did at the horage house with the rem pod very direct responses to the rem pod lighting up the colors they were saying i would say some of that too uh but definitely audio josh caught the first ever evp at edinburgh manor and it's clear as day and uh i would say audio Mm -hmm. for sure And, and probably our picture from Missouri State Penitentiary. Now, are these uh, yeah. are these up on uh, uh, social media or YouTube or something that people we might be able to uh, tag in the uh, post for this? Yeah, the the picture from Missouri State Penitentiary is on our Unknown Darkness Facebook page, and I can definitely send okay. you a link to that. Um, the uh, audio from Edinburgh, I think, is on. SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. That's right. It is on SoundCloud. Yeah. So I can send you some links to all this stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can uh, we can include that at the bottom of the page and stuff, and yeah. uh, people can take a look at that. So uh, Josh and Katie Hopkins uh, from the Benton County Historical Society Paranormal Tours. Uh, like I said earlier, we'll have all the details uh, about uh, you know how to get a hold of you guys and some of these links and, and whatnot at the bottom of the page. Uh, as we do get to uh, the end of this, uh, what do you guys have in the future for this? Uh, what's going on with uh, the Horridge House and the Train Depot and Unknown Darkness and everything else? Yeah, so uh, coming up for the Historical Society, we are having a Fall Fest on October 15th. It's going to be at the Train Depot uh, we're going to have some vendors there, some wine tasting. Uh, I'm actually doing a presentation on Ghosts of, of Vinton. Um, so we'll have that on October 15th. Investigations are ongoing. So, I mean, man, if anybody wants to book an investigation, feel free to look at our website and do that. For Unknown Darkness, it, to, to be announced. <laughs> we haven't done much, but I, actually, we are talking about going back to Malvern Manor here soon. Okay. Um, so. So that could be in the books for us here this winter. You guys said something at the beginning of this that is is 
it's so true it's you know life gets in the way of some of this stuff mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um we were talking earlier you guys have two kids a four-year-old and a four-month-old and uh you you have taken the four-year-old to uh i want to say the train depot <laughs> both horse both. house and train depot yeah I, was was there any apprehension about uh taking the kid there take him on investigations we just take him when we do like the tours like we're giving a historical tour or we're going to do research or going to go clean or anything like that um no not really um i mean we are there and we're supervising him so we're not uh just letting him you know run crazy as a four-year-old you know, running <laughs> around in these haunted locations but uh he's definitely said things that um we wonder what he's seen or could hear but no we don't really have worries or anything just because we're there we can keep him safe what's the what's the creepiest thing the kids said (laughs) you know it's funny because i told people what he said and then they're like your kid's creepy um (laughs) so well i'll 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 trade you a story for a story how about that sounds good (laughs) when he um was actually only about two he was he was probably going on three uh, we took him there for, a, we were giving a tour. We got there early. He went upstairs with Josh and I was getting things ready in the home base area for the, for the team that was coming. And he comes downstairs. He just looks at me and he goes too loud. And I was like, what's too loud, buddy? He goes, the people. And I was like, Oh, all right. Well, that's great. Um, so he was upstairs with Josh. I mean, and at this point, we hadn't had any influence really on the paranormal to yeah. him. Now we're like, oh, hey, buddy, there's ghosts there or things like that. But at that point, there wouldn't have been any type of influence in his mind of yeah. ghosts. And things. So that was really interesting for him to come down and say that. Interesting. My kid, uh, he... Uh... A few weeks ago, I, I said something about getting up in the middle of the night, and he goes, was it the witching hour? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, oh, kids are just crazy. But uh, no, it, that's an interesting thing. Uh, like, uh, Let me ask you this, and, and I don't know if you've talked about it at all, uh, but is there a point where you'll be like, okay, let's take him on a, a ghost hunt, or are we waiting for a few more years? Yeah, when he gets older, for sure, um, I won't take him until he can understand it. Okay. Um, you know, we'll, when he can really make that decision, if he wants to be there or not. Um, like I said, we've had people on an investigation before for an event. The person was 10 years old. And I think if he gets to a point where he can understand what it is and understand um, just the, the concept of it, uh, yeah, I, I definitely would take him. There you go. All right. Josh and Katie Hopkins from the Benton County Historical Society Paranormal Tours. They're part of the Horridge House and the Benton Train Depot, uh, where you can get a tour if you like. Uh, we'll have those details because you're, I'm going to give you one thing. You guys, is, you need to make your website simpler, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but we'll have links to it uh, on the page. Uh, Unknown Darkness is your guys' paranormal uh, uh, investigation group. We'll have links to that as well. Uh, Josh and Katie, we thank you so much. We really do. Uh, thanks for being a part of The Haunting this year. Of course. Thank you so much. This has been another edition of The Haunting of KGGO, sponsored by Phantom Fall Fest, happening at Adventureland all this month. More details at AdventurelandResort.com. And don't forget, you can find all of the episodes of The Haunting of KGGO at kggo.com slash haunting. We'll see you next time on The Haunting of KGGO.